Do you want to be free and fearless? Of course you do. This is a podcast for ambitious women who want to stop settling and start growing. I'm your host, Lydia, a blogger, course creator, and business owner. And I'm here to help you build a badass blogging business, create unlimited freedom and income, and be bold and unapologetic. Join me for weekly episodes on anything related to business and blogging, life design and financial independence, and personal growth and mindset. So let's push through our fears, align to our vision, and be the boss. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast where I'm going to cover a topic I've never discussed before. And there's a reason for that. I've never done it before. I'm talking about hiring. And whether it's a full-time employee, a whole team, or a part-time contractor, like in my case, there's some things to consider before you do that. There are decisions to be made, and there are some underlying principles to follow to make sure you do what's best for the business. I'll have another episode on this in a few weeks, where I'll share my exact screening, hiring, and onboarding process. There's a lot involved, and I'm really enjoying every step. It's something so new, challenging, and exciting for me. I'm happy to say that I gathered all the information I've heard and read about hiring because, you know, every business book, podcast, course shares a bit on that too. In the last month, I also listened to the exact podcast episodes by my favorite entrepreneurs and mentors where they share how they built their team, how their first hire went, what mistakes they made and what the advice is for anyone out there hiring for the first time. And from all that, I took what resonated as well as relied on both intuition and logic to start outlining my exact hiring process and taking decisions in advance. So far, it's going well. I actually learned more about business over the course of one week than I did in months in the past. That's because I got out there, published the job post saying exactly who I'm looking for, let people reach out to me, heard what they had to say and we chatted a bit, which led to having my first impression of them then created a Google form with the right questions so I can narrow down the candidates. I checked out the websites and social media and packages that some of them offer and outlined my next steps. I'm not used to working with people, but I really felt ready for this. I mean, I've been thinking about it for a long time, but it wasn't until I got back from my spontaneous vacation in Spain, totally recharged and with a new perspective, that I said to myself, no more thinking about hiring, I'm doing it. It's a step-by-step process and I start by deciding what I'm going to outsource first, who I'm looking for exactly, what that person can bring to the table, how I can offer them the most amazing long-term collaboration, and where should I post about that so that others who've already decided they like my business and want to work together can reach out to me. Before my vacation, I was scared, overthinking, and not really taking any actual action. I let fear guide me. And after this so-called mini-retirement, where I took a step back from all the business activities and could clearly see what I've been afraid of, I took decisions that weren't based on fear. They were simply what's best for the business. Because I'm now ready to take more responsibility, even if that means some of my freedom will be taken away. I have a lot of it now and I've enjoyed it all these years. But I'm ready to play a bigger game and getting other people involved with contract and monthly payments that I will make no matter what is a big deal. And the moment I decided I am indeed hiring, I took responsibility for anything it can lead to. 
It wasn't about me anymore. It was about the business. Because for the past few months, I've been wondering how to act as a CEO before being one. Because what I run now is more of a lifestyle business. It's a small business. The income is enough to provide me with the lifestyle I love so much. I'm staying away from certain steps and activities because they are bigger in many ways and I was scared. But the truth is, you need to act like a CEO before you actually want. And for me, that includes outsourcing anything that is essential to the business but which I don't need to do. Either because it's not my zone of genius or I don't have the time for it. Or it's just an activity that can be done by someone smarter and better than me. We should also outsource our weaknesses, but there are important decisions to make before that, such as what can you automate first and what can you remove as it's simply not moving the business forward. Okay, I believe that was enough of an intro, so let's get into the episode. I'm going to share more about my realization and decision that it's time to hire, how I became unapologetic about it, left emotions behind and focused on taking the next step. I'll share my take on when you might be ready to hire if you're in doubt. And in the second part of this episode, I'm going to share the rules I followed to decide who's the best fit. These were my guiding principles and it was really important for me to decide them in advance. This way, I'm not giving away my power. I'm not gonna be distracted by, let's say, a few people I really like but who don't have the skills I'm looking for and also some ways in which I made sure I'm being inclusive. Okay, let's begin. So how do you know you are ready to hire? Well, for a start, you need to be able to afford it, and that really depends on your financial situation and also the stage of life you are in. If you have a well-paid job, a family that keeps you busy, and you are starting the business on the site and looking to grow as quickly as possible, then you might easily hire people from day one. Although you might lack the business skills, the knowledge and the mindset necessary to decide what needs to be outsourced what needs to be done in the first place, who to hire, how much to pay them, how to communicate with them, and so on. But if you are like me, then you started with no extra money to invest in courses or to even think about hiring people. I started small, really small. I wasn't even ready to believe I could make 5k a month or move to another country and design my ideal life thanks to my online business. So I began as a freelancer and my only expense, literally, in the first years was the hosting for the book. And it was the cheapest one possible. I had a million things to figure out and I didn't even start investing in courses or quality software until a few years ago. But once I did, I was ready for it. I was really using the tools I paid for and the programs I invested in and I followed the steps inside them and applied everything to my business in a way I see fit. So only you know if it's financially reasonable to hire someone. But it also depends on what you need outsourced. If it's VA services, you can easily hire someone affordable. Their salary also depends on their experience, how many hours they're going to invest in your business, weekly or monthly, and honestly, how confident they are and how many other clients they have. You might also just need freelancers for certain projects and this isn't a recurring expense. The second thing to consider is what you need outsourced. Now there are different directions you can go in and there are definitely mistakes that can be made. For a start, it might sound cool to hire people and build a team, but if you make the wrong outsourcing and delegating decisions, your business won't grow 
you won't manage these people well and you might end up in a worse financial situation than before hiring. So sit down, put on your CEO hat and really, really think about it objectively. List all your business activities. Which ones aren't helping you grow and aren't profitable or helpful in any way for your audience? Make a plan on how to remove them. Then look at the rest of the items on that list and see what you can automate. Do that before you ever outsource. And then, when you finally have a list of specific things your business requires regularly, decide what is most important now, if you're the one who needs to do it, and if not, what kind of a person do you need for that role? This exercise can help you plan your next moves and make sure you are only working on what's giving you results. You'll also be able to come up with the one person you're looking for right now and define the role they will play in your company, as well as be able to come up with a description of that person's role, which will then show you where you can look for candidates, what kind of job post you can create, and so on. The third thing I suggest you consider is whether you are ready to handle more responsibility as a business owner. For example, the moment I really took the decision to hire someone, I said to myself, no matter what happens from here on in my business and personal life, I will keep that person working for me in mind. I will make sure I show up for them, even if it's just to respond to some messages every now and then and make the monthly payments. Because you know there are moments in life where you just want to ditch everything, leave your phone and not answer to anyone. Not if you're a parent, of course, but it happens. Or the way I traveled spontaneously last in this month, didn't let anyone know, disappeared from social media for a bit. And that was fine, because there are no other people involved. Or at least they don't depend on me. But now, I'll be forming a relationship with a person who is joining my team to help me grow my business. That person has their own life and responsibility. I've made promises to them and we will create a certain dynamics to make this work for both of us. So there might be a day when I don't feel like showing up. Until now, I could afford that because I don't work with clients and don't have a team. But from now on, I'll look at everything from a different perspective. One of my favorite quotes about money goes something like this. How you manage your first thousand dollars is how you manage your next thousand, in your 10k, in your 100k. Meaning that the amount will change, but the financial principles you adopt from the beginning stay with you at any next stage. So I believe that how you do your first hire and how you treat that first person in your business sets the tone for the team you will one day have that will help you run a six or seven figure business. So you don't need to be big yet in order to take that much responsibility. This is part of the inner game of entrepreneurship and as you might know, it's usually 90% of anything happening in business. Next, what kind of employer or client are you gonna be? This goes together with the previous point, but it's more about you. How are you gonna look at that new person joining your team? Will you fall into the trap of micromanaging them? Because I haven't been part of the corporate world yet, but I'm pretty sure that's not the way to go. You also need to be able to explain things clearly, to be a good communicator, to give autonomy, and let people use their talents and sometimes do things at their own pace, because that's ultimately the best for everyone. You should also give people a chance to grow. It's really smart to first learn and do yourself what you're about to outsource. And then, someone might be ideal for a position, but there might be a thing or two they don't have experience with. In that case, you might choose someone else. 
or if you combine logic and intuition well and are sure this is the person for you, you know it's a better investment to take your time now and show that person how the thing is done, then let them get better at it. And ultimately, they can bring you faster to your vision than the other candidates who already had experience with this. And this is just one example of the kinds of decisions I was making over the last month. It's super interesting, as I've never done it before and yet I sort of knew how to. I had a really good attitude, was excited for this process and was really just looking for someone that I can give to, not just take from. I can give them a chance to have this awesome collaboration with me, to be part of my journey, to form a friendship alongside this. I can then recommend them to other entrepreneurs. I can make sure I'm a really good client and just bring good energy in their work week. Okay, so to summarize, if it's time for you to hire, you feel ready. You have the financial resources to make it happen. You can actually define the role of the person you are looking for and you can set realistic expectations that go well with your business goals. You're also ready to commit to this as it requires responsibility and you just know it's what your business needs. Now, let me share the hiring principles I followed during my screening and hiring process. One of my main rules in business is to not mix work with personal life. And in terms of hiring, I took this further. I decided I'm not going to hire anyone who is a friend, who I've been close to online, or that I have some sort of relationship with already. That's why I didn't even mention it to email subscribers. It's supposed to be a completely new person so we can form a new relationship that starts with business and mutual respect and can of course turn into a friendship. But the other way around, a friendship to turn into a business, I don't really want that. Because there are already emotions involved. I like these people and I'm biased, so I can't make a decision that's good for the business. I also knew it should be a woman, as I have mostly masculine energy, and while in other areas of life I want to bring more femininity, for business, I honestly like it this way. I'm working on the feminine part, which is to receive, to collaborate, to manifest things, but the masculine comes naturally to me. It's why I enjoy business so much, because the masculine energy is about initiating, strategizing, planning, leading, and giving instead of receiving. So one of the best tips in business is to outsource your weaknesses and do more of what you're best at. Well, feminine energy is one of my weaknesses, and because I don't necessarily want to work on it too much, I'm deciding to outsource. And we gotta mention gender equality here, I guess, because masculine and feminine energy and traits have little to do with the actual gender. But I began targeting only women as my ideal clients a year ago. I also built this community of women on Instagram and I'm following women who are my mentors. So obviously, that's what I feel called to pursue. I want to surround myself with like-minded, ambitious women online. And once I set these rules, I was also unapologetic about them. Men contacted me to apply for the job and wondered why it says female in the job description, which by the way only goes to show these exact people don't really follow the requirements. And I had to explain without turning that into an excuse. It's just a fact, they don't fit the job description. Also people closer to me were interested, but I wasn't. Another interesting thing I decided in advance is that I'm not gonna directly contact people after posting the job offer. 
I will let them contact me and see what comes my way. From there, I work based on that. Also, I made sure that anything I outsource, I should first be familiar with, the process, the platform, and I should have learned it myself and done it many times. Then, I can delegate the process and let the person use their creativity and experience. The next principle I followed is a piece of advice I've heard many of my mentors say, and that's to hire someone smarter than you, in the aspect of business they are going to be handling, of course. And that's exactly who I'm going to hire. By the way, the position I'm hiring for is Pinterest VA or Pinterest manager. That might not make sense to some of you if you aren't in the blogging industry, but believe me, after a lot of thinking, this is the one thing I should outsource now. I know Pinterest well. I learned exactly how its algorithm works, although that changes often. I've taken a course on it. I've seen results and brought a lot of traffic from there to my website. If you're a blogger, you know that other than organic traffic from search engines, Pinterest is our next best friend. And we can make it work as long as we follow its best practices, have good content and create beautiful optimized Pinterest graphics for every piece and share them strategically. There's a lot that goes into it, but this episode isn't about Pinterest. The point is that I could hire a VA because many people say this is what your first hire should be. I also need help with email marketing, with launches, and with so much more. But it's always going to be like this in business. There will be many things you could be doing, and it's easy to try and do them all, to put your attention everywhere, to not take calculated risks, and to do something that might sound like a business growth activity, but which isn't actually getting you anywhere. So I took a CEO decision, not just one I felt like. And it was to hire a Pinterest manager, to let them do anything related to Pinterest in my business, to grow my blog traffic strategically thanks to that, as the traffic now is less than last year, and to meet certain milestones I set, as well as to reevaluate my Pinterest strategy and all I've been doing so far. Okay, another principle I had in mind was diversity, and it's such an important topic, so let me share what I learned, because I didn't know how to proceed, but I found the right person for it in her podcast. That's Tiana Tai, a team dynamics consultant with a lot of experience in building teams and now helping other entrepreneurs build theirs. She has courses on the topic as well as a great podcast called Typod. I'm going to include it in the show notes. I listened to probably between 10 and 20 episodes in 10 days when I was really deciding how I want to approach the whole hiring thing. And it really helped. She has amazing episodes and each covers one aspect of hiring or having a team or being a leader. So you can just listen to what you want to learn more about at this stage of your business. One episode in particular was about diversity. It's episode 28 and it did help me look at things from a whole different perspective that I've never considered before. I was wondering how to be inclusive because it's something so confusing And just often people do things just for the sake of being diverse, but it's not for the right reasons. So in this episode, Tiana talked about the different dimensions of diversity, the so-called token hires. That's when a company or individual hires someone only because they fit in the diversity category, but that doesn't make the person feel good. What we need to do instead is broaden the channels we use for posting job offers so more diverse people can have the chance to apply. I never looked at it this way, but I'm so glad I learned it on time. 
Tiana explained how most people use the same Facebook groups or just ask friends for referrals. But if you take a look at those friends and those Facebook group members, you might notice they're in a similar demographic. And this is not how you build a diverse team. So I was really happy to see that after I posted the job on Instagram, I had many people reach out to me and they were all different race, age, religion, geographic location and so on. Also, other people from my IG community shared the post with their network and that network itself was also diverse. So I seem to have built the right kind of following there and I'm really grateful for that. And this isn't about who you are going to hire, but about giving equal chance to all these people to apply and to be treated as potential candidates. So I guess that worked. At the end, of course, the ideal candidate is based on skills as well as who I feel called to hire and how our communication is, as well as many other factors. Okay, wow, I've never talked so much about hiring and I love it. This shows how everything in my business happens actually. I do my research, I think about it, I plan it, I overcome the fear and discomfort and do it. Then I analyze it and learn from it and I start sharing my lessons and steps with you guys. Because my business is about documenting my journey, I only teach what I know and have tried and have a step-by-step process for. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you learned from this episode, what you like the most or if you're about to hire someone. You can share it on Instagram and tag me at Let's Read Success so I can see it. You can also leave a review for the show if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and stay tuned for the other hiring episode where I'm gonna share exactly what I did, how and why and what the final result is. By the way, I just had the discovery call with the right girl today and I told her at the end that she's hired. So we're now prepping the contracts and deciding other little things so we can start working together as soon as possible. I guess I'm a different person now, having to make decisions and having daily tasks related to hiring, which is something that simply wasn't part of my business two months ago. What a journey. Thank you for tuning in today and I'll see you next week.